0: What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. Man, we got a good one. Uh, This dude's so funny, man. Felipe Esparza is on the show. He's incredible, man. This dude makes me laugh so hard. He tells some great stories. uh, And he's on the road. I'm on the road. Uh, Come see me, andrewsantino.com. We added a bunch of dates, man. I'm jumping all over the country. I start off uh, back uh, in October going to San Francisco and Boston. I'm in Boston for my birthday and then San Francisco and then from there, uh, we're, on, we're off to the races. Grand Rapids and Pittsburgh and uh, Atlanta and Portland and Seattle. and uh, It's on and on and on and on. You can see the list at andrewsantino.com. Once again, buy those tickets. Come out and see me. Show me some love. The Tito Cheeto Tour is live, baby. andrewsantino.com. Enough rambling from me. Let's go to the episode.
1: In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Whisk ginger beer sturdy and ginger like that, the ginger gene is a curse gingers are beautiful. you owe me five dollars for the whiskey and 75 dollars for the horse gingers Oh hell no this whiskey is excellent ginger
0: i like gingers Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again. Today, it's Felipe Esparza. What's up, bro? What's up, bro? What's up, fool? I should have said, what's up, fool? What's, what's up, up, fool? What's up? That's your podcast. By the way, people need to check out Felipe Esparza has a podcast called What's Up, Fool? ATC is your guys, right? Yeah,
1: ATC. We have um, we're at three, episode 354.
0: 354. Damn, dude. Did you ever take a break or did you just keep going? We take breaks like two weeks. That's it? That's it. I know. We, we, I've been doing this now for what three years now, and I haven't taken a break yet. But I think I want to soon. You know what I mean? Like, the between doing the road and scheduling has been hard because I'm doing this show, and me and Bobby's show. So it gets it gets doing two is tough, man.
1: Yeah, my wife and I were doing a podcast ourselves too called um, Enchilada Casserole, <laughs> but we stopped because <laughs> it got too too much. Why?
0: What do you mean? Like, did it mess up the relationship, or was no? It, just... it
1: messed up our time. Yeah, yeah, your time yeah. together. Do you got we're... kids? I have kids, but they're already adults. Yeah, they're grown. They're grown.
0: So, but you and your wife, this is always weird to me because, like, my wife's not in the business. Your wife is not in the business, or was she in the business
1: before? She's not in the business. She got into the business when I won last coming standing, and she started, like, handling and a lot of stuff. You become, like your manager or road manager kind of? Kind of like, um, yeah, road manager and answering phones and doing the stuff that comedians don't like doing, like getting oh, back at people. Like
0: everything other everything, than yeah. doing jokes on stage. But yeah. yeah, but I was always thinking about that, about people. Like, like Bert does, you know, him and his wife sometimes do shows together. And I was like, I don't know if I could do, that'd be so hard. I mean, like, did, did you want to do that together? Was she like, we should try?
1: Or oh, perform together? No,
0: do the podcast together.
1: Oh, uh, we tried. We did it together, but I was mostly talking about us. And um, we were trying to have a baby at the time. Yeah. So we talked about that stuff, mostly that stuff, and we talked about um, our miscarriage. She had a miscarriage. Damn. Like Sorry. Th- three of them. Three? Yeah.
0: Damn, back to back to back. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that sucks, bro. So then we
1: took a break after
0: that. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you have to. Are you still trying
1: or no? No, no, she kind of, no she already got her, um, a, a, um. Tubes tied? Tubes tied and that, um hysterectomy. Is that what it's called? Yeah, hysterectomy. So. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Did you have yours tied up? No. You're still shooting. You're out there with bullets. I'm out there, bro. Watch out. <laughs> I ran into you. Uh, Felipe, let me say this. Uh, I We don't know each other that well. I've, I, know we, I know who you are for years and years. I've always thought you were such a funny dude, and we've always kind of crossed paths a little bit, but it's so funny how comics you can keep kind of like, we see each other, but everyone thinks we all know each other really well. Most of us know of each other, but you don't really get to see people a lot. Because you know, everyone's on the road and jumping around. And sometimes we see each other in town, but I saw you. We ran each other at the airport. Burbank. Burbank. And I was like, I got to get this. I got to get you on the show. Especially because also ATC guys have been calling me about coming to do your show and you come to my show. And it never worked out, but I'm glad this finally worked out. Usually on the show, we have a drink, but I know you're sober. But you can have one. Nah, I don't want one right now. I think this weekend, I need to dry out a little bit. You're sober for how many years now?
1: Since 2009. Damn.
0: That's great, man. You got well how, how when when did you go away? You went away to rehab when you were how old?
1: I went to go rehab when I was 21, 20 years old. Man, so when did you start using? Seven, um I started smoking pot like 19 years old. Right, so you just partied for like the hardest yeah, for four, like, two, 3, three years, years straight? Yeah, <laughs> 2 years hard, bro. Hard. It was good. <laughs> A good run. You did it right? Was that yeah. here
0: where, and you were born, you're born in Mexico, I was then, born in Mexico. But when did you move to the states? When I was
1: 4 Okay, four or three years old. I don't remember. I was so little because they were we were moving a lot. Yeah, you moved a lot. Yeah, so we don't know. Was it why? Why'd you move a lot? Because you're old man for work or some shit? No, we were, were moved. Yeah, we moved like three. I was talking to a friend of mine, and I went to like a lot. I went to like four elementary schools. Four. I went to Sheridan Elementary School in Boyle Heights for like a year, kindergarten. That was a real Boyle Heights. That's when we first got to um, America. Yeah, because. I don't know what. I was a little but up. Uh, I guess when you come here illegally, <laughs> you go to a hub. You know. Yeah, you got to go where and, they, and everyone I is. In, I was in Carson, Carson, California, and, I, and then I waited for my aunt to pick me up, and then we we were living in Boyle Heights.
0: Do you remember how you came to America? Yeah, Was it vivid. Like you still. Like do you have you have any memories from that moment of coming into the states
1: or no? I remember getting caught. You got caught. Yes. Oh really? What <laughs> happened? We were not like you know like going through the bushes or nothing <laughs> like that like, like how they do it right now we, those people are coming all the way from Belize, yeah, and uh, Honduras. You know, it's far, forever, yeah. was For like far as a journey, man. But we were just like you know we're just hop the gate. But we um we my my dad was to cross the real the hard way you know like you know in someone's trunk or crossed over illegally right. We we went we went with a man,
0: like a uh, what do they call them? Like those wow,
1: coyote, e ca- coyote, coyote, yeah, the yeah. coyote,
0: yeah, the coyote. They they're the ones that are like the leaders. They know how to like navigate all the landscape,
1: right? Yeah, they they have like wow, they have and they're all over the country. They're all over the world, different types.
0: What does it cost to hire a coyote to get you across?
1: I don't know, man. I know that um for a Chinese person, and I was like we're talking like twenty <laughs> years ago or fifteen years ago, thirty five thousand dollars, thirty five Gs. That's for him coming from China all the way, and then making it through Mexico. What do they do? They put him in a, Mexico, a boat. A boat. They boat him down there. Man, it sucks. It's like the, like little weapon too. You right? Know? <laughs> do they have? Do they have to hide in shipping containers and shit like that? It's, it's tough for them. Yeah, they they hide mostly in anything. But um. So wait, they come down to what part of Mexico? Like like Baja and stuff like that? No, they um, wherever wherever um the, the the ships get to Mexico and they they cross through there. Yeah. I don't know if they still do it like that, but I know that that much, it was $35,000. And I know that um, in the late 80s, to come to America from Tijuana, Mexico was five grand. Five grand. Five grand. Damn. And that's a lot of money in the 80s. It sucks because those people that come from Asian countries or they come from that area, Europe, it's so expensive that when they come here, they have to work it off. Yeah. You know, they could become the endangered slaves. Yeah,
0: that's terrible, man.
1: I remember my, my, my wife, she always read these articles, and she wrote this article about this woman that was living with a Filipino family. Uh-huh. And the whole time, they thought it, it was um their nanny. But it was just a relative, you know? Just oh. working off.
0: <laughs> working off the debt to come into the country?
1: Yeah. Damn, that's terrible.
0: That's fucking awful, bro.
1: <laughs> like they, was, She
0: just became their maid. She had to, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, well, I've talked about this before. I watched this documentary just about these Cambodians that come over and they make and they work in donut shops because there was this
1: king, the donut of, king, the donut king, right? Did you see that, Ted? That was wild. You know, what's funny. Now, now when I go to, I never noticed it then, but when I in California, we have a lot of donut shops. Yeah, we're so, too many, bro. So many, and now when I go to one, I ask them, "What's up with Ted?" <laughs> and they're and the way they talk, they're like hating on him. Oh, he. He live in a garage now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I bet he does, bro. He live in a garage. Dude, he went to Vegas. I think they said in that documentary one time he <laughs> in Vegas he spent like 50 grand of a loan he got from one donut shop, had go back to LA, got another 50 G's, and then did it right away within 24 hours. And just poof, right there. The truth of that whole thing was that guy well, he was, it's not as much he was an, a gambling addict as I realized he was dog shit at gambling. He, he lost everything. How like so many times you're like, bro. Give up at some point, you're like, I'm not good at this. Like, I gotta stop giving all this money away. I don't know what it would take for me to be like, Uh, I think this is, I think I'm shit at gambling. He lost his house and all those franchises and shit. We do have too many donut shops, I will say. After watching that, I realized because I'm from Chicago, we have donut shops not like that, though.
1: Not like this, yeah, nothing like that. Over here, I could name them all, you know, Yum Yums, <laughs> um, Duncan's, but Duncan's, like, Winchos, oh man, you know, what they're in, um. If you guys ever go to Santa Monica Boulevard by um um LA City College, yeah, there's a winchos that was bought by uh, Russian Armenians, but um they they it's not a winchos no more. It's called Minchos. Minchos. They, they flipped the W it's w- the M. <laughs> minchos, It's called Minchos. My friend.
0: My friend. My friend. That's how they don't get
1: sued by winchos. My yeah. friend it's
0: minchos. No, look, 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 clearly.
1: But now, like, people come around with an expensive donut, but now nah, man, you gotta get the cheap donuts. The cheap donuts
0: are the best donuts, man. Like, when you are on the road, you were going to Pittsburgh when I saw you, right? Were you going to Pittsburgh?
1: Yes, I was in Pittsburgh, Homestead, Pennsylvania. How was that? Would you have fun? It was fun. Did you do the improv, right? Yeah. I got to do press for the first time in 18 months. You'd, oh, for real? Yeah, the local—was it radio or, or TV? It was radio. Did you like it? It was fun. It was uh, the rock and roll station. Yeah. And I, I, I never been in a, haven't been in a building like that in a long time. I know. Isn't that weird, so man? So weird, man. We're all talking like normal.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chopping it up like nothing ever happened. Do the radio stations, though, like, you think we're still going to be doing those? I don't think so, man. Yeah, you think that's dying out, huh?
1: It, it, it looked like a ghost town were talking to them.
0: It that it's weird, man. Because, I mean, most people are listening on these things right now. Like, most people podcasting in to listen to where, you know, where comics are going to be coming to town and stuff like that.
1: Like, so many things, you know, are gone on the radio station, like, all those people that were bringing food, you know?
0: Yeah, when it was glorious. Yeah. It was glorious. Yeah. yeah.
1: People would come in, you know, begging for money. Hey, we're going to have a... tele uh, A telethon. A pageant show here. <laughs> right, right, right. For the girls and guys. Did you do TV? Did you ever do morning TV? Man, yeah. I have
0: done. I did a bunch of morning TV, and I, I hated w- it, bro. I hated doing TV. I
1: wish I would have dressed up, like, in costume or did something stupid. Yeah, I never I did then, anything stupid. But then there was no time. Another-
0: <laughs> yeah, because they wake you up at 6 a.m.,
1: you got like, to come on, we got to do TV and radio, and then radio
0: again. I always hated—I I, I didn't mind ever doing radio, because it was always easy. It was usually light, and they were nice, but TV, I hated, man. They didn't want you there. You were just like a fill-in segment for th- something they didn't even—that they forgot to do, you know?
1: And They're looking—you're looking at them, they're like cake makeup. Isn't that weird, man? And then they, you're like You look like, robotic. You're right. You're like looking at them like you don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me, bro. But in Miami, when you do radio TV in Miami, oh man, all the women that are hot. Yeah, of course, man. Yeah. The men too. The men are hotter than the women sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it depends. <laughs> they're De- all happy. Oh, we're here in Miami with Felipe Esparza. Mm-hmm. They're like looking over from that comic. Yeah, 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 yeah. From two twenty 10 Felipe Man When I was watching that Donut um, King And he said that um, He was pumping gas And he smelled donuts yeah. And he tasted it And he wanted to Start a business Who thinks like that man <laughs> yeah, I, know. That's I remember thing. my dad and I We went to uh, Have a pizza somewhere For the first time At Newberry's JW Newberry's Yeah In downtown LA They had the ra- Regular pizza And my dad tasted it. First thing out of his mind, you gotta get yourself a job at a pizza place where you get free pizzas every day. (laughs) No business plan, nothing. No, just go to work. How are we gonna get free pizzas? (laughs) So I I ended up working at Dodger Stadium, and I worked at a Pizza Hut stand
0: at Dodger Stadium. Yes. For how long? How when? How long? I worked
1: at Dodger Stadium from 18 years old all the way to 17, all the way to 20. Really. I worked everywhere. I worked everywhere at Dodger Stadium, except security and usher. Did you serve? Well, so
0: did you do the you serve food in the aisles and stuff like that?
1: I just saw souvenirs. Oh, you What did you say? Souvenirs. Get your <laughs> Dodger souvenir, we got pennants, Dodger koalas, hats, Dodger bats, pins. Tell me something. Did you ever steal? Man, they 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 got me, man. They got you? You know, because we're all kids and everybody's trying to get a hustle on. Yeah, and I, and I was working souvenirs with men, man, people that were already twenty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people that were like, like they were wearing their down, they're down and they're loud, they're down and out. Yeah, like these guys were hustler, man. They'll pay us cash every every night. So, um, so they'll give you like, okay, they will give you a list, Felipe, You're gonna get um, five bobbleheads, ten programs, ten pennants, ten. Um, teddy bears mm-hmm. 10 bats okay so you, you start calling them up and start checking them off but every once in a while they're throwing like 3 extra teddy bears 4 extra bats mm-hmm. to see if you're honest
0: wow and you had so to so I didn't be, say huh? shit man
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I didn't know what was in there <laughs> then they go we got another one they did they got it. in front you. of everybody they got another one and then you take $10 away from you for the day that's all they do illegally taking your $10 I was just gonna you. say is there a way to
0: do a side hustle there that you can get away with it
1: you think? Yes, because back then it was more um the whole the souvenir stands were owned by Dodgers. Right. Later on, you know, Disney came in yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and started selling or Marriott or or some other some other company. Yeah. So um they would um every every Sunday they would give half off everything. Like for the employees everything, to buy. Yes. Yeah. Everything. Right. So we're all standing in line, give me a Dodger jacket. They were eighty bucks, forty. Right. So then most of these guys will just save up all their money from the mo- they made all week and then buy all this Dodger stuff and then sell it at the swap me
0: And then flop it flip it. Wow, yeah. that's kinda wild. Or,
1: every once in a while, one of them would just put it inside their their little um cart, try to sell it during the game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> would that work? Yeah, that had to like cause you got like popcorn and someone's like also Dodger jackets. <laughs> Man.
1: I got a lot I got. I lost my virginity selling, uh, selling souvenirs. For real? Yeah, Let man. Let me hear, dude. I was just selling souvenirs, souvenirs. Yeah. <laughs> right, and I was not a good seller. I was horrible. Other, all other all like people was, with more seniority, they had like the, you know, like field level, you the know good know, section, the pavilion, yeah. where all the kids were. Right, you were. I was in yellow, bro, with all season ticket holders. <laughs> Every time I passed by them, it was the same people. Right. Yeah, they don't but want to the Alaska, they don't want to buy shit for me. So I'm just walking around, man, July 6th, you know. Right. I remember the date. Of course. And I'm just walking around and there are these two chicks from Huntington Beach, white girls, mm-hmm. they come up to me and he goes, Hey man, um, what time do you get off? You're cute, blah, blah, blah. You know, flirting. I'm 18. They're like 24, 23. To me, they're like cougars, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, every movie I ever seen, because I grew up in the '80s, you know. Yeah. So every 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 movie I I, I ever seen started popping to my head. I was talking to them, you know, the nasty movie I saw. Right, right. Like hard bodies, porkies, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, porkies, glass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking it's on, you know, meatballs. Right. <laughs> so I'm thinking it's on, right? I'm not thinking it's on. I'm just nervous. Because stu- I still have a, my fucking souvenir You still souvenirs. got the souvenir box. Full of shit, man. <laughs> so the girl's all flirting. She takes one of my little, um, I have like a little Dodger teddy bear sticker on my hat. She takes it off and puts it right on her cheek. Then she walks away. She gives me something here's the tickets. Um, here's our tickets. We're, we're sitting over there. Come back after the show, after the game. So my health, you know, fuck that. But throw this shit away. Yeah, I'm no over I thought I, I just throwing it and quitting, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I made it. But I went over there, got my 80 bucks cash. Yeah. Sweating. Got my backpack. Got my rusty ass knife. <laughs> Cause I, I used to um Was the knife from when you walked home? Yeah, I was 17 when I started 16 when I started. So I just stayed them as dark after yeah. the game. Oh, yeah. So I, I would have to walk from a Dodger Stadium all the way up that hill and all the way down to Sunset. And sometimes, you know, Echo Park Gang. Yeah, it would get tough. They'd be right there, man, trying to rob people. Did they ever fuck with you? Oh, no, man. There was a lot of Echo Park gangsters in the working work, work with me already.
0: But I was going to say, they're probably there. Yes, yeah, so I the will walk
1: with them, you know. But, and then they will go their separate way. Right. So um, I would always walk with big dudes, you know. Like, if I see a crowd, I pretend I'm with them. Right, just just blend in? Yeah, blend in. So they say, man, why are you following us? (laughs) So I go back, and um, they give me a ride home, man. I'm passing by my neighborhood. I've never spent a night out of... I've never been anywhere before. They took you down to Huntington Beach? All the way to Huntington Beach, Westminster. And you had never been down there. You had only (laughs) been to East L.A. I've never been to East L.A. I've never been out of of East L.A., just downtown L.A. and Santa Monica Beach and Venice Beach. So... Every once in a while, I was watching those uh, MAGA protests in Huntington Beach, yeah, and I was like, they are so good people there. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of white girls that are fucky down there, man. Not, they're not the all bad. You,
0: <laughs> so wait, they take you down Huntington Beach. So, yeah,
1: this girl was like, she, she must have been going through. Uh, she she had just seen some movie called um, Nine Nine Something. I don't know what that is. Nine Nine. It was like the equivalent of, um, oh man, like a horror movie. It was, it was a. Like that movie, Ninety Shades of Grey.
0: Oh, Fifty Shades of 50 Grey. Fifty Shades
1: of Grey, but it was a version, the the eighties version. With, oh, with, right, um, right, right. Yeah, man, it was called, it was some nasty movie with um, the dude that was in a wrestler and Kim Basinger. Oh yeah, um, nine and a half, nine nine weeks, nine and a half weeks, nine and a half weeks. Yeah, nine and a half weeks. Th- a half weeks? I think so. I don't even know. I don't know. I have never seen the movie. Yeah, me neither. She was just telling me, but you know, it was like blah blah blah, going blah, blah, yeah, blah, in one ear, out the other. And the Pet Shop Boys. So she played the whole soundtrack when I was there. Pet Shop Boys playing over and over. Yeah. In a western town, a in 1. Eastern town, a western town. (laughs) Western town. (laughs) So that's that's embedded in your brain, huh? It's stuck in my head, dude. Right. So I'm just laying there, bro. Like, they could have just... Kidnapped me and assassinated me there. Sure, but you're a funny man. When you're a man, you're horny. You're not thinking none of that. man your brain goes blank. You're not thinking about. They're about what if dudes show up and they have sex with me instead. (laughs) That's like (laughs) not even on your mind. But in a like in a woman's mind, all those things are in her mind. You know, of course, if she's like, if it was a woman in a car with two dudes, she met at Dodger Stadium. Oh, dude. But I had none of that in my mind. I didn't think that they were gonna kill me or sacrifice me. Right. Maybe they went to Witchcraft, Santeria. Santarilla. Remember, probably, well, uh, they probably had a fucking scavenger hood. find a Mexican, you know? Steal a Mexican. <laughs> find steal a Mexican, Mexican and steal him. Take him to the beach, <laughs> change his life. <laughs> give him a dream. Give him hope. <laughs> give him a shower, a haircut, and give him some hope. Give him something to live for. Give a Mexican
0: a green card. That's yes, so funny. Man. I, they, Anything? So they take you down there, and you're. What is it? Are you just lying in bed? Like, did they just no, take you right to the room? No, we
1: we go to a living room. The mm. other one goes to sleep because she didn't want to. I guess she didn't. kind of didn't like me in the car. Why? Because you were you were were you she, making fun? Oh, of her? she would go to a backpack and she saw my knife. Oh my god, he has a knife!
0: Yeah, bitch. I don't know you. Yeah. I don't know you. Yeah. He <laughs> goes. I live in a tough neighborhood. <laughs> so she got out because she was over it. She was like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Yeah. Did it? Did you like one more than the other? No, I, I
1: didn't. I don't remember how they looked anymore. Didn't matter. Yeah, you were just but, you just knew it was gonna happen. So I drank a a, a strawberry margarita for the first time at their house. Yeah, that they blended like... them up, man. <laughs> you know, like this chick was like a makeup artist, I think, for movies. Okay, she was already making like fifteen bucks, twenty bucks an hour back in the late eighties. A lot of money. Man. They have a nice place. Do you remember? It was a nice
0: place. Yeah. So she takes you down there, she bre- blends you up a fucking margarita strawberry. Yeah, so I margarita. drink
1: it and um, I get buzz and I drink it too fast and I get a brain freeze mm-hmm. and I spill it. And they have like this white polar bear cro- um carpet. You spill the, the sprout strawberry yeah, margarita. It's all red and like, <laughs> they stab the polar bear right there. <laughs> and like, they're trying to, she's trying to be cool, you know, because I keep bumping into shit and breaking stuff. <laughs> yeah. And um so we're just chilling, man. And then, like, we start making out. She started putting peanut butter on my chest, man.
0: She, put, she went to the kitchen and got yeah, peanut butter put, put it I on. Guess
1: I guess they did that in that movie, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what they did in that movie, man. <laughs> I've never seen it. But, but, like, she put peanut butter on me and goes, oh, man. You know, I I, I, I was, like, thinking about it. just put, like... Just wiped clear and saw my face that day. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm still going through puberty again, old pu- at 18. You're thinking about breaking out again? And I did break out the next day, man. I have yes. pimples on my chest on a peanut butter. <laughs> so, the peanut butter part, i was like, what's going on here, man? Yeah. And then, like, she blindfolded me. She's feeding me like apples and she's just f-
0: like a full meal and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's got peanut butter on your chest and feeding you apples. Yes. Are you into it at all, or you don't? No, give a shit? I'm scared, man. Yeah, By that time, out. like, what, yeah. what,
1: what, what's going on here? Get what the are you knife, feeding me. I, I, had a Dodger dog earlier with nachos. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want that shit. You don't want the peanut
1: butter on the chest. But I remember. I just thought about it right now. I did eat nachos and hot dogs that day, but it was a perfect night because I didn't have gas, bro. Like. I don't, you know, that sometimes a man goes to a place immediately, he got to take a shit. Uh, yeah. Or he feels uncomfortable. Yep. None of that. Not at all. You got lucky. Yeah. So I'm I about to spill something else or did something to bother her, but we didn't end up having sex that night. Uh, in the living room or in her room? Not at all. We had no sex. Nothing. Nothing. Oh, you didn't have sex? I just had peanut butter on me and. You went to sleep with They peanut? made out with me. That's it, huh? My peanut was in touch. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. I That's still, still- on a carpet. I stepped on a carpet with her and I think we ended up having sex the next day and then they dropped me off.
0: Like the next day you were like I got to go back and then she was like all right we'll fuck today.
1: Yeah, we had sex and bro, no condom? Ooh, were you scared? I didn't even think about i, I you never had sex. You didn't think about it at all. And um I didn't know nothing about pulling out or nothing like that. You never Did you do
0: your dad ever teach you about any of that shit? Did you My ever talk to your dad? Did
1: be shit, man.
0: He never talked to you about anything. But that
1: tell me it's Dumb shit, like hey, don't go swimming after you eat.
0: That's actually that's
1: an important rule.
0: Yeah, that's 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 probably more that's probably more needed than condoms. <laughs> yeah, because you get man, you get a cramp, you die, you drown. He's right. He didn't teach you anything about that yet. Did you ever have a close relationship with him at all?
1: Not really. But that day though that that day that I didn't that day that I, that when I was over there in Huntington. having a good ass time at Huntington Beach, my bro, um, somebody, and like, but they were worried about me. Even yeah. though I called home because um somebody in the in the neighborhood drowned at the city pool.
0: Really? Because they probably went swimming. Right we after have a they city, ate.
1: we have a city pool in the Pico Aliso housing projects, and it's open from eleven to five. Yeah. But after five, every day somebody would with boat cutters would bust the lock. Sure. Or rip over the rip open the fence. And the whole neighborhood would go in swimming. <laughs> like night swimming, bro. Like no lifeguard. People are doing PCP. People are selling dope. People are outside fighting, like gangbanging. Little kids, all of us in Inner Tooth barbecuing. It's like mayhem, you know, like um when they let the employees have a pool party in Caddyshack.
0: Right, it was yeah, exactly.
1: So there was a little boy that was that, that was my brother, my, my little brother, was there. My brother went in. He told me they tried to save a kid there. Two people drowned: a woman and a little boy. And they just—the woman was on PCP, and um, the kid couldn't find his mommy, I guess. And they they both drowned. My, my brother tried to save those kids that day. Didn't save them. Yeah, man. So they're telling me this story, and I got to hold back on getting laid that day, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. I, I, I had all this this energy and all these stories about being with white chicks,
0: yeah.
1: and how I been over there, and I couldn't tell nobody because they were all sad. The whole neighborhood was just talking about that little boy.
0: They're like, "Yeah, somebody died, but I got pussy
1: today." Yes, that's the I most was important. To say, I was like, hey, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> dude. You guys, like, you guys gotta have peanut butter in your chest, though." <laughs>
0: Is there something interfering with your happiness, making you feel down? Listen, you can get help. You can help yourself. Better help is the best. I've talked about it on this show many a times. Um, You can start communicating in under 48 hours, and it's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help line. It's professional counseling done securely online. The best part about this is you can do it from the comfort of your own home or apartment or car, van, bus, truck, mountain, uh, lakeside. Wherever you want to do this, uh, you can do it. And I genuinely... um, It's wonderful. Log into your account at any time, anywhere. And I'm a big proponent of going to speak to anybody about what's going on in your life. And BetterHelp is a great way to do it. It's a little bit cheaper than uh, that traditional offline counseling. And they're committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So they make it easy and and free to change counselors if need be. It's much more affordable. Like I said, you don't have to go to an office and feel uncomfortable under those weird bright lights with other people. Um, You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly or uh, video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in those silly little rooms like I referred to. You can check it out. Go to BetterHelp.com reviews to, uh, to see all the other people that have used this and have enjoyed it. And go to BetterHelp.com whiskey. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash whiskey. Join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Whiskey Ginger listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com whiskey. That's BetterHelp.com whiskey. Big plans this summer. Bare Bottom Clothing is the go-to for guys looking to update their wardrobe with high quality and made-to-last threads without dishing out a small fortune. Bare Bottom sent me some stuff, and I got to tell you, I like it. It's versatile everyday clothing for guys here to become the MVP of your closet. They got shirts and shuts. Uh, and some swimwear. Uh, they got the best deal in high quality and versatile menswear, plus over 10,000 five-star reviews. So, you know, they're not messing around. You get two made-for-summer lightweight tech tees and a pair of stretch shorts for under 100 American dollars. USD, that's a good price. Uh, keep the shorts above the knees, baby, just like in Catholic school. Choose from a massive selection of five-and-a-half and seven-inch seam shorts. I like the sevens because I got long stems and I want to show them off. And giving back is at the core of what uh, Bare Bottom does. Donated over a hundred thousand pairs of shorts to children in need. Uh, starting this summer, they're going to be donating a school lunch for every item sold. Come on, man, help the kids right now! Our listeners get free shipping on their first order of these super comfortable threads at barebottomclothing.com with code Whiskey. Just go to barebottomclothing.com. That's bare B-E-A-R, like the animal. Bottomclothing.com. Use the code Whiskey to get free shipping on your first order. Bearbottom.com Code Whiskey.
1: I like gingers. And then I was pussy whoop, man. Yeah, then you were stuck. I had her phone number. She gave me her phone number and Oh, so you saw her again? Never. Oh, uh, did you try? She I, one time I tried to go with her unannounced like an idiot. You know, you are young. You don't know how these things. You, you drove that,
0: you drove down to Huntington. Hell, to I took on. a bus. Bus. Damn.
1: I took a bro, with was a mission. Cause I live in Pico Aliso. so that's like that basically downtown LA.
0: Yeah.
1: So I had to take a bus. All the way, first of all, to walk to General Hospital and catch that bus all the way to um, Rosemead. And then Rosemead, that bus took me all the way to Long Beach. And then Long Beach, I had to catch the Orange County, Orange Bus, the number one. Yeah. And that took me all the way to where she lived, on Huntington Beach. Well, How long? And how many hours is that? Walk, oh, man, two. Two hours <laughs> to get like 40 minutes away. Two. and And um, when I got there, um, they were not picking up the phone, so... Uh, my friend and I, we slept in a city park. You did? Yeah, Wait, why
0: did why'd your friend come along? Did he think he just, was just going to be be along for the ride of you getting I, some more pussy? He,
1: he just wanted to come along, man. He just wanted to come along to see if, it really, <laughs> if it's really true. <laughs> Show me these white bitches. Yes. Show me it's real. <laughs> so we were, we were, man, we were hungry, man. Yeah. It was cold. The last bus left, that's where we were stuck, the last bus left. Mm-hmm. We went to this park in Hinton Beach, and there was like... Um, a jungle gym, you know, where the kids play. Yeah, there's a there's like a rocket with two hands, <laughs> and we we went we slipped in each hand.
0: <laughs> That's fucking wild. Wait, so they after that, you never tried to contact her again. You were like, I. She a- called
1: me once on my birthday, and that was it. That's it.
0: Did she know that it was your virginity or no? No, you didn't tell her. No. Well, she knows now. Whatever her name is, you don't remember her name. What's her first no. name? Nothing. Megan. Mary. Mary, I was yeah. close, man, I knew it was <laughs> Megan Mary, yeah, man Kelly. Then, after,
1: then after that, I got somebody pregnant, then and... then the rest is history. The rest is history,
0: how your kids are how old now they're they're
1: grown, grown they're grown, man. my daughter um she's gonna be thirty one I think wow, I had her when I was in high school, that's wild, man. I have a grandson, you have a grandson, and, you're a granddad, yes, my daughter um my, I swear my daughter should have been a nine day fiance she she missed a boat, yeah. <laughs> She met a guy from Sweden. Oh, really? Yes, a guy from Sweden. Was she, wait, how? Was he I have here? no idea. He wasn't he was here in the United States. No, she was over there. She met him through probably Facebook or Instagram. Oh, I've never asked. There. And now he lives here. No, he don't live here. Oh. She went to go live over there. Oh, really? For about a year, and um, had a baby. Had a baby, and they were. She was showing me pictures of them, and they went all over the world. Paris. Wow. They went um, man, a lot of good places. Italy, Rome.
0: And then they, and then she came back here.
1: Yeah, she came back here because um, she developed um, breast cancer over there. Damn, I'm sorry, yeah, man. Yeah, it's in her bones. Oh, it is. Yeah, so she's a little baldy right now.
0: So she had to come back here. She had to come back here. Would you say she's baldy? Is that what you said well, right she's now?
1: She's bald right now, but her hair's growing back. Do you tease her about that? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know it's funny, like people. Like people say, like, "Oh, you're gonna cut your hair bald too?" Hell no! <laughs> Why should I? I'm gonna get her a wig. I you bought know, her. I bought her a nice wig. Because what do they say? You show support, right? By yeah, you show support, right? Yeah, yeah, you show know. support, right? Yeah. Well, that's gonna show a lot of support. Yeah, your hair is too nice
0: to cut. You don't like it. unless you cut your hair and give it to her. That would be funny. Let yeah. her wear your hair as a wig. Yeah, right. So wait, I want to ask you this: Is the the Pico Eliso when you're on the train going down? out of downtown. That's there. It's right next to the train line, isn't it right?
1: Yeah, but there was another train line back then, so it was all buses.
0: That was the bu- the old bus line is yeah. where the trains are now. Yeah. Because I've taken I've taken those trains down there. And that's it's it's still there though. The Pico Aliso is still there, yeah?
1: Yeah the Pico Aliso was torn down in nine in like the nineteen ninety five six ninety five. But there's something there now, right? Yeah there's a new new housing project. It's a new project, yeah. right? But it's not called the Pico no. Aliso anymore. It's something I don't know else. what's it called uh, Garcia Lorca. Is that what it is? I think so. How long were you there for? <sighs> man, I, I seen I was there from since I was um second grade all the way to 22 years old.
0: Damn.
1: Yeah, man. I remember it was I had a lot of fun growing up, you know. Like you you know, you, you get used to the neighborhood. Right. But if you're an outside, it looks like hey man, there's cops everywhere. But oh, I had fun, man. We laughed a lot. There was a lot of funny ass people I grew up with that, you know, that not here no more, but they were funny.
0: That's the thing about like growing up, growing up in it, like subsidized housing or what the projects or whatever people want to call it. It's like that, that's the world that you know. And so you find a lot, there's a, you find a lot of people that tend to be, I don't know, like smart in their own, in their own worlds because you have to make something out of nothing, right? So you, it's like when, it's like when people go to jail, they find great ways to do things that you're like, man, if you could put this energy towards something else it be incredible because you don't have a choice. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, when you getting out of the projects or whatever, you got cleaned first. Yeah. Then got then then got out, then started doing stand-up, right? And then toured for how long until you, like, really started
1: to get some traction? Well, I, I started, um, I came out of rehab and... Because um, you started re- stand-up right after rehab, right? Yes. That's right, yeah. I started doing open mic. At some um, Hollywood areas, you know, like the natural, some place called The Natural Fudge. That's where I met Alonzo Bowden. I love Alonzo. And Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, both great dudes. Yeah. And um, J-Red, uh, what's his name, the crazy guy, uh, Brian Hosman. Yeah, Brian, yeah. Dude, Brian Hoseman wouldn't even do an act. He would just go in there and get mad that he had to wait through all these <laughs> punk rockers. Because there was a punk rock band performing, and there were underage kids, they would perform. And then... While they're taking all their shit off, their guitars and all that, a comedian will like walk over them and start performing <laughs> while they're taking everything down. <laughs> and then while another band is putting their shit up, yeah. another comedian is performing. So when the band is ready to get ready, comedians don't perform till the band does their three five-minute set. What's that called? It was called the Natural Fudge. Natural Fudge. Where was that at? What part of town? On Fountain. And uh, on Fountain in Hollywood, in Hollywood, bro. Now it's called the Fountain Theater.
0: Oh, I know where that. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> so that place that had
1: little little seats like a movie theater. Yeah, and it was all. It was um, the Natural Fudge. I found out later it was called Natural Fudge. It was a vegan spot. It was vegetarian. Because the guy would go up after every set to make sure that everybody spent three dollars or five bucks there. Yeah, you, every comedian yeah. had to spend five bucks. Don't forget comics, the nut burgers is on sale. <laughs> and man, my first time there, I wore a, I only knew how comedians dressed, man. You like know based on TV. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you wear? Like, um oh, what's that comedian? Like, what, there was the comedian from the eighties that lived in San Francisco named Mike something, Ricca or Mike Rip or?
0: Mike, Mike. I'm trying to
1: think. Mike Rocha? No. No, Mike something, and he had like, I saw how he dressed, and he was wearing like the coat with a patch right here. Right, 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 and right. And with the, the tie patches. and the right. jeans and the tennis shoes. Is that what you did? Yeah. So I couldn't find the the tie, so I went to a, the thrift store, and I go, well, that's close enough, and I didn't know how what that was. I just put it on, but now I think about it, I look like I look stupid wearing that. <laughs> it was a bolo. <laughs> oh, it was. I look like Johnny Redcorn's son. <laughs> but you, but that's so funny that you two, you were like,
0: that's what I need to look like. So you yeah. had to go get the exact outfit to do war. And then was your first set at the Fudge Room or whatever that it is? That
1: was fir- my first set. Wow. I, I didn't have no material. What did you use? You just went up and riffed? I went up there and riffed. I had like two jokes, but they were kind of weird. Do you remember what they were? Yeah, because I, I had seen a movie on video, on DVD called... um. The Last of the Mohicans. Oh, I love Last Mohicans. About the Last great. of the Mohican tribe. hmm And they're batting it out. So I said, Wait a minute. I'm gonna do the the Spanish version of the movie. Last of the Mojados about <laughs> a bunch of bags batting it out in San Diego. <laughs> with, the, with the immigration <laughs> tribe, immigración <laughs> tribe, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, that's great. Then I would do um some hackier stuff about um like Romeo and Juliet in the hood.
0: What do you mean? That's great. That sounds yeah, be fun like too. The
1: Ramona! Throw down my pie, bitch.
0: <laughs> you know?
1: But that it was good. Yeah. It was, they they liked it. Yeah, but because the, yeah,
0: because what, what does it mean in comedy? It's like that that term hacky, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you hear it, but but you can't really dictate what's hacky because even some of your favorite comics of all time did hacky, whatever you want to call yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like, when someone's like, oh, airplane jokes, you're like, if it's good enough, then it's, it's good a good enough. fucking joke.
1: Yeah, like... And it doesn't matter. Like, it's good enough, man. Like, I remember watching um, this comedian, and he had a... He started off, because it was a hacky joke, but it was not even hacky. It was funny. It was good. Because he was talking about, um... He was... I'm a murderous joke, but he was talking about how... Do you, you remember
0: know, who it was, by the way? Do you know who it was? So yeah, we,
1: he's um, he's, fam- he's on that. Sh- he was on that movie. Um, he was in that, that show... um Oh man, he hangs around with those two guys from New Zealand. Who are the two dudes from New Zealand? And he to be <laughs> that he, got so
0: specific, and I thought I was gonna get it, and I was like, he, How do, he
1: to do a mar- marijuana log with Doug Benson.
0: Well, I know Doug
1: and um, Ken Caminiti. Ken Caminiti, what? Yeah. Wait, who's the, and guy? the third guy? He's like um, Persian. He's Indian. He's from Canada. Oh, Russell Peters? No, not Russell Peters. He's skinnier than him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm not good with names.
0: Wait, wait, who's the skinny Indian from from Canada? I have to look it up. Wait, what's the show he used to
1: do? He used to be on... Uh, um, the Marijuana Logs? The no, Marijuana Logs with community and Doug Benson.
0: All right, I had to look it up. Okay, but keep talking.
1: And um, he didn't have that show, like, trivia pursuit here. He's played, he didn't have show. Uh, Arch Barker? Arch Barker.
0: Yeah. Wait, so you know what's wild? He Hilarious, Yo, man. he moved down there, I yeah. heard. He moved to He's New a Zealand. God in Australia, right? Australia, I mean, yeah. And he just he lived down there full time. Like, he went down there on tour, somebody told me, and then he never left. He never came back.
1: Yes, he blew, uh, he was on that show, um, um, Flight of the Conchords. Flight of the Conchords. That's right. When that's I was right. on, when I was on at the Montreal Comedy Festival in 2005, was that the, your Just for La or uh, New Faces? Yeah, New Faces. Yeah, they were the hottest thing. They oh got, man, that's yeah. when they got their show. Oh, when
0: oh after that. Yeah, because they were they were funny as shit.
1: Because no one no one that I know of from Young Faces got a a TV deal. Because so I was there with um, Natasha Leggero, Joe Coy, wow. Jasper Red, Jay Larson.
0: That's a great cast, yeah. A great, I mean, a great crew,
1: yeah. But um, no I, one got a deal except no, for not, those not guys. us, right? I got signed with UTA. Hey, hey. they sent me in a couple of auditions that I wasn't ready for, but hey, well, I tried. What were they? Do you? remember? Oh man, Nacho Libre. Oh, you went for Nacho Libre. I went. I went for one of the priests. Really? <laughs> That's great. And when I saw him, when I saw um, his name, the guy who got the the, the guy who got the part with Richard from Culture Clash. Uh-huh. He he murdered it, man. Like So it was okay. You felt yeah, okay about man. it? He did it well. He did it well. <laughs> Cause the scene was I haven't I haven't taken a dump since Easter. Right. So I said, uh, you know, I, I haven't taken a dump since Easter. But that guy, he's fucking sold it. I haven't taken a dump since Easter. Right. <laughs> Cause he's a Mexican dude in Mexico. Yeah, it's good though. You have to sell it, man. <laughs> he killed it.
0: Shout out to Richard from Culture Glass Shout out. So what? They give you a couple of auditions. You're not ready for it, right? And did you stay? Did you? Was it kind of a good ascension since then, or, or like did you have a big dip at some point?
1: Well, I was with them for a good um, a good amount of time, and then like we went, we set, we was, we separated. Yeah, I went on different routes. On you your own route.
0: But I mean, did you have a moment where like after just for laughs, and we you think like, oh okay, it's gonna be it's gonna be up and up and up and up, and then that was 2005. And then you got, you did Last th- Comic 2010, right? I or- did
1: Premium Blend right after um, Just for Laughs. So you got that right after yeah, that? Yeah, with um, Damon Wayans, who was hosting. Oh, that's great, man. And I got to go to um, Amsterdam. To shoot? They shot it there? No, I, I, there was a guy in Amsterdam that liked me, and he wanted me to, he, he wanted me to do a, uh, a comedy show in Amsterdam for live TV. Oh, that's great. So I got flown out to Rotterdam. Rotterdam? Rotterdam. And I did. a, uh, Raymond is late. It was like Raymond is late. Like like it was like the Letterman version in right in a, in in yeah. the, in uh, in Amsterdam. Yeah, the some Trinidadian guy comedian. What a t- dude from Trinidad that lives there. Yeah, he from Trinidad, but he speaks Dutch. I guess Trinidad is a Dutch co- a colony. Yeah, so he speaks um, Dutch, but he's Trinidadian. He gave me wine, man, brandy, man. When I was over there. Like, I did my sets. I don't know. I, I had a good set. I got paid. And when I went outside, I was hanging out with, hanging out with um, these guys, a, a, a couple of Sikh guys. Sikhs, yeah. Yeah, Sikhs. And Jamaican and, a, and Dutch, four Dutch guys. And they were not interested in um, my comedy, but they, they thought I was funny. They wanted to know more about where I was from. In, like, Mexico or, or California? California. Right. Because they love um, that Chicano
0: culture,
1: right? Well, it was I? I was so much Chicano culture, but they liked the art the movies that are that portray Mexicans, right? Like Blood and Blood Out, Blood, In, Blood and Blood American Out, and American Me, right? It's like um, it's like when uh, when when somebody like California, like myself, goes to um New York for the first time. And the first Italian person they meet, they're gonna say, "Hey man, I tell me about the Gafa." Yeah, what
0: well, do I wanna tell me? Tell me all about the Tell good me fellas.
1: about Tommy. <laughs> ah, so I'm uh, maron. you know. That's how I was. So that's how they were with me, right? They were t- they were quoting blood and blood out, right? They wanna know they, everything about were, it. Give me some chon chon. <laughs> they were telling me Miklo. you grew up right there, that where Miklo lives? Yeah. It goes, yeah, but yeah, that, that's where I grew up. They want to know everything about gangs. They want to know how bad South Central is. There's a lot of dr- drugs in Hollywood, really. Right. You know, they want to know that stuff. All the stories. They, they want to know all the culture stuff, you know, right. like subculture stuff. And you gave it to them? I gave it to them, man. I, and I was there with a, <laughs> with a girlfriend of mine, and, and I, I don't know, my, I disappeared, bro. What do you mean? Like, I was gone. I never went back. <laughs> like, I never went back. Like, as soon as I got out, I hung out with those guys. And I went to ha- have dinner. I had tried um kangaroo. You, kangaroo meat? Yeah. Oh, that's... Was it, it nasty? Was, it was good. It dude. was good? Probably uh, just tastes like chicken. Gamey, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It was soft. <laughs> mm, Eat <Yeah. ate> it. <laughs> In here, we pour whiskey, whiskey. Hey, since you're listening
0: to the show right now, I think it's safe to say that you love podcasts, particularly this one. And you're going to find a ton of binge-worthy podcasts, including this podcast on Amazon Music. Amazon Music has more than 10 million free podcast episodes to listen to, but Amazon Music isn't just for listening to pods. They also have thousands of music stations and top playlists to stream completely for free. And no matter what you listen to, you can go hands-free with Alexa. Alexa, play the Whiskey Ginger podcast! I hope that worked in your home. You're already listening to it. I hope it worked in somebody else's home, I guess. If you're like me and you want your music on demand and free, you have to try Amazon Music Unlimited. This gives you unlimited access to over 75 million songs as well as pods, music videos, and way, way more. Amazon Music Unlimited. You can listen to a song anywhere, anytime, offline without those skips, baby. It's pretty great. Um, I used it. I liked it. I loved it, actually. It was very fun user-friendly and they have all the music that you've ever wanted on there if you like music if you like me and you like music genuinely it is really great and you should try it and if you've uh, never tried amazon music unlimited now now is a great time for a limited time new customers can try amazon music unlimited free for 30 days no credit card required at all just go to amazon.com slash wg that's amazon.com slash wg to try amazon music unlimited free for 30 days amazon.com slash wg renews automatically cancel anytime terms apply Okay, so the world is somewhat back to normal, and you've got meetings to go to, errands to run, chores to take care of. So, uh, what's at the top of your to-do list? A little help from DoorDash can do all of that. You get dinner, household essentials, and everything on your grocery list delivered to your home. It's so simple. I love DoorDash. Uh, it's incredible. And what do you want to eat tonight? You know, order it on DoorDash. Because I got to tell you, I'm I, sometimes I just don't want to cook or go to the store. I want something exciting and new brought to me. Stay in tonight. DoorDash connects you with everything you want, whenever and however you want it. All right, this past year has taught us to savor every moment together, spend less time prepping and cooking, and more time with the people you love, and DoorDash can help that out. They've got over 300,000 partners. You can support your neighborhood go-tos. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's Chipotle and Cheesecake Factory or those mom and pops right around the corner from you. DoorDash is on there. Late night ice cream, huh? After you had a a little sippy poo, a little smoky poo. They got it on there, baby. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code WHISKEY. That's 25% off, up to a $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download that DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code WHISKEY. Don't forget, that's code WHISKEY for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change. Terms apply. Ginger. I like gingers
1: um I was there and um oh man, I got into a lot of tr- i disappeared man i I started drinking I don't normally drink, but when I do, I do it good, yeah, you're good at drinking, yes yeah <laughs> so she she goes i'm gonna go to the hotel room all right i'm gonna go have a drink downstairs, yeah, and I have a drink downstairs and I leave the hotel and i just start, I, man, i stumbled into a um the uh, a bar with nothing but um black people. Like African Americans, but they were Dutch. I don't know what you call them—African Dutch Americans. Dutch African Americans. <laughs> no Dutch African Americans. Dutch Africans. Yeah, but they were all man. I I go in there and I'm already buzz. and they're playing that song. It's loving you is wrong. I don't want to right. be right. I don't want to be right. But that song was playing loud, and there was a guy at the bar, man, like putting his soul all into it. I don't want to be right, you know, and getting the chills, man. Right, you just bumps, thinking about it. And I just, you know, I'm going to sit right next to that dude. So I started sitting sit next to him, and I bought him a beer, and then more songs were playing, he kept singing them, and then everybody was singing too. And I saw a black lady there went to the bathroom and coming back, coming back. Okay, that's my dealer right there. Right, right, <laughs> right, 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 That's the so code. So I went to go hit her up, and then she gave me, a, she she sold me um, drugs. Yeah, some sniffles. She gave she gave it to me, and um, I met another guy there. A, another guy. He had long hair. I was all in a daze, man. Like I, somebody could have hit me with a brick right there, and you wouldn't have known. I would have not known. Somebody would have kidnapped me. Was this all in the course of one day? Yeah. So I, I could have been hostile, you know. <laughs> yeah. You but you're not thinking none of those stuff. We went to a house. There were these two hookers that he that he hooked up with, and I guess um. We want we, we to go party, so we went with them to um, to a house. And these hookers, like, not like the hookers like you expect. Like, people always think there's going to be a lot of hookers in Amsterdam. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got to be careful because when I was walking with my girlfriend at the time, and we were in Amsterdam, not Rotterdam, we stumbled we stumbled upon the the red light district where all the transgender men are at. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so they're all dudes, man. But they look good, some they of them, good, huh? They look good, man. Yeah. Someone doing pull-ups. I swear, it looked like he was doing pull-ups, man. I was like, "Okay." <laughs> that's in the window. They're supposed yeah. to be like
0: looking all like a track, trying to entice you. And some of those dudes are
1: just doing curls. Yeah, they're doing curls, doing pull-ups. You know, some <laughs> men are into that,
0: man. Hell yeah, yeah. Of course they are. Everyone's got their own flavor. Did you get a hooker while you were there? No. Or a sex worker? We should say Nothing. that's the right way, right? Nothing. Nothing. Would you ever do that? No. Nah. I, I went to the Van Gogh Museum. Same things, just like getting a hooker. Yeah. <laughs> you went to the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam.
1: I saw the uh, a lot of his paintings. You didn't take any drugs while you were there? Yeah, on Amsterdam, hell yeah. Yeah, you did? Mushrooms? No, um, coke and um, heroin. You did heroin? Mainla- you mainlined it? No, hell no, smoked it. Smoked it? Smoked it, threw up. Five minutes later, they said, um, if you throw up again, we could kick you out of the house. So I said, I don't want to do no more then. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and... I I must have stood at I stood at that house till eleven in the morning, missed my flight, didn't care. Because you were fucked up. Yeah.
0: Then you finally got out. Was your girlfriend still there or did she leave?
1: She left. She was, was at over. the end of the relationship. At the end of the relationship. Was
0: she in did she smoke too? Nah. But did she know you were you were you were No, she had no idea. She knows now.
1: It was a bad time of my life. Tough. Then you got back. I got back and um. My manager at the time was like, "Where the hell were you at? Everybody was looking for you." I was going good.
0: Yeah, I was smoking heroin, dude. Leave I was me alone. Good. I was having a good time.
1: <laughs> when when I finally got back to the hotel, they had to. There was a guy that was my escort when I was there. Right. He was pissed, and um, he had my check, and we went, we went to go cash it, and I had to. They had to take away the money for the extra day of the hotel and the, the flight. Right. For the rerouting.
0: Oh shit. Did you walk away with any money, or was it you? Still I had did, money. Yeah, yeah, you still did. It was fine. And then, so wait, when you when you when you get back to the states, do you, like do you go on a run again of getting fucked up again, or no?
1: I felt kind of bad afterwards. You know, like I, not, I was going through the bad times. Because at this time of my life, I, I didn't have no um, connection with my children. Yeah, I haven't seen them since a long time. The, the, the mother and them had moved on and remarried and lived somewhere else so I had no connection. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't care about anything. So when I got back, um, I don't remember, I think I just hung out. Yeah. Went to a comedy store, the Laugh Factory.
0: But that's what I'm saying is sometimes after you like get, you know, like I have friends that go down the rabbit hole and go on like a binge. Yeah. And then they'll take like a day off, two days off to like,
1: you know. Oh, yeah. I took three days off. But then they'll go right back out. I took three days off and I went back to the, um, my regular crack friends. Right, the old, cl- the old crack crew. Yeah, man. I remember um, somebody partying with um, my friend uh, Paul Rodriguez. I love, yeah, Paul yeah, Rodriguez. They yeah. party with Paul Rodriguez, and um, later on they saw the they saw him again, and Paul Rodriguez ignored them. To pretend like they didn't know? Yeah, him. he didn't know them. Like whatever. Right. <laughs> And then I said, um, I had to protect, I had to protect. I had to defend Paul Rodriguez. I said, "Listen, man, I don't know if you ever partied a lot in uh-huh. your time, but um, when you party a lot, you don't want to. You don't want to see the same people that you party with because it reminds you. You, you remember, it reminds them of a bad time. Yeah. Now. Okay. You is that know what, I mean? is that what he said? Yeah, that's what I told them. Oh, that's yeah. what I told them so yeah. they could be cool. <laughs> it's, it's like Jack in a Box, man. Yeah It's good at 2 in the morning At 3 But if you see that shit At 10 in the morning On the way to work You're gonna throw up man <laughs> <laughs> like those, those taco Two tacos for 99 cents Are good at 3 in the morning Yeah But not at at noon
0: That's funny Cause every time I eat something nasty if I'm If I'm like out late And I need something shitty The moment I'm done eating I go throw the bag away Outside So it's not even Inside the house because I don't even want to be reminded of the, all the bullshit that I was eating. I was like, "Go oh, go eat all that. Throw that shit in the trash can outside."
1: I know, man. You can't eat like some stuff. You just cannot eat. And like, uh, like uh, tongue, ta- like, huh. In Mexican. We eat a lot of stuff like um, brain tacos, tongue tacos, cheeks, butts. You like it? Do en-
0: you like any of that stuff?
1: I'm vegan now, so I know. You eat? Oh, you're totally vegan. Yeah, but I used to eat all that stuff. I used to fuck that shit up, man. Tripe, man. Ugh. You know, like intestines, all put put lemon on it. It all tastes the same. How long you been vegan? Since 2011.
0: Damn. And you never did you ever do you ever slip and eat something with meat or
1: no? No, not with meat. It might it might have cheese, but dairy. As soon as, but as soon as, as dairy, dairy fucks me up, man. But your stomach, huh? Yeah. Cause I remember like um, I have a bit where I say that um, cause my stomach was hurting, you know, a couple of years in 08. And I thought I was dying, or maybe I had kidney problems. Or there was something bad with me. And I went to the doctor, and I had to take all the, a list of um, like a survey. You know, I get the, they want to know what drugs you're into, right? What have drugs have you done in the past? And I remember laughing, going, "Wow, I feel like I studied for this. <laughs> like I studied for this my whole life. I, I mean, my whole life <laughs> have been preparing me for this test. Right? For this. You moment. ever done the PCP? Yes. Heroin? Yes. AxiCotin, yes. Xanax, yes. You know, like just on the mm-hmm. list, yes, 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 yes. Turned it all in, 100%. <laughs> Check plus. And <laughs> the, what, the next day, all those. Nothing wrong with you doing those drugs. Dairy is fucking you up.
0: <laughs> so the drugs are fine. You can do PCP yeah. all you PCP want. PCP
1: is just, fine. Crack just is just okay. Stop having dairy. Just no quesadillas, homie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. So you have, what do you got? You got, I uh, like, uh, what is it? You're lactose intolerant? Lactose
1: intolerant, man.
0: That's wild. But
1: I think most Latinos or most Spanish people, most uh, I would say most Mexicans, are lactose intolerant. We're not supposed to be eating meat, milk. But we just ignore it, you know. Oh, man, I got to take a mean shit after this. No, what can cagar, But they accept it, you know. They accept having to take a shit all the time.
0: Yeah, because, it, well, it's also, it's easy, easy access food usually has dairy shit in it.
1: And when I was a, a boy, uh, my, my little kids, my little brothers, not my little kid, my little brother were born here in America, and the doctor knew right away that they have a lactose intolerant. Uh-huh. Like, my mother was given soy simulac. Oh right! So, Not regular similac. Others was soy, right? Because they make soy similac, and I was, she would give that to my brothers. But as soon as as soon as that soy milk ran out, regular milk.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just what, whatever's around, right? Whatever's cheap, because that shit gets expensive. It does get expensive. Right. So you just deal with it. You know what I mean? Tell me this: How do you feel about the phrase "Latinx"?
1: Well, man, I telling right you right now, man. For me, it, it was like, well, it ain't me, right. but. A lot of the millennial um, Latinos, yeah, Mexican Americans, Cuban Americans, they are more, more uh, aware of who they are yeah. compared to my generation. Yeah, so they're more um, proud to right. be uh, Mexican. You know, they're they're not hiding in the woods. You know, right. they're really really proud to be um, Latino. So, and they don't want to they don't want to inc- they want to include everybody. Not in because you know some people say, "Well, I'm not a Latino, Latino. We're not all Latino." So they have Latinx to include everybody, you know, like Afro-Amer- Afro-Latinos. Sure. I guess Cuban Latinos and everybody. Because when I was a little kid, I remember, like, people were embarrassed to be Mexican around white people. Like, as soon as like, a, a Latino would move, like, to Orange County, mm. they're no longer Garcia, they're Garcia. <laughs> for reals. The- oh, for real. <laughs> and then they'll move, to, or somebody will move from, you know, my... my um, From Queens to Manhattan, uh-huh. they're no longer Lopez, they're Lopes. Lopes? Lopes. Yeah, the Lopes. Where the fuck you get Lopes from? <laughs> Davy fucking Lopes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true
1: though, huh? Yeah, man. And the only people that were really proud to be Latino at, when I was growing up were the news reporters. Right. Like you have all these white anchor men mm-hmm. and one blanker man, and then you have the Latino. Right, right. And he's over there on, on weather. Right. You know, <laughs> what's his name? Reporting, Jose Lopez Portillo Jr. de la Fuente. <laughs> Back to you, Sarah. <laughs> proud, proud motherfucker right yeah. there, man. Always pro- over-pronouncing his Spanish name to let everybody know that this motherfucker right here is Puerto Rican or Cuban. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. But um, a lot of the people that I was growing up, like, one of the bad, like, I would get so much bad advice from, Latino comedians that started before me.
0: Like, like were they heroes of yours, too, or nah, just they older just start, guys?
1: they were just old people that started before me. Right. And uh, they would give me, like, nah, bro, you, you got to stop doing Mexican jokes. You got to yeah. stop doing these beaner jokes, dog. <laughs> Come on, dog. <laughs> Willie Barcena. And uh, <laughs> and uh, you got you to gotta cross over, dog. Your fucking jokes are all ghetto, dog. <laughs> and I uh, I listened to that for a while. And, like, I can't write clean. No. I'm a dirty motherfucker. Every, every comedian I ever loved was dirty. Yeah. Dice Man. Yeah. You know? Who was your like who's your favorite as a Richard kid? Richard Pryor. Pryor. I had a video I cause I had a tape that had everybody on it. So everybody that was on it I liked. Like right. Robert Thompson, Robert Williams, Howie Mandel a little when he blew up that bag. Yeah. And um put put the shit on the Richard his head. Pryor, Paul Rodriguez. Yeah. yeah, were there
0: Mexican comedians that you love the most? Carlos Rodriguez,
1: P. Rod was like the yeah. That's the one I knew at the time. And then George yeah. Lopez later on, I, I saw him live at the Laugh Factory, and walk out with a television show. <laughs> he did. He yeah, walked man. out. He's walked out with a bunch of TV shows. He over killed, the man, like I saw George come in, like hit a little under, like hit a little Mer- hit a Mercedes car, all shiny black, bro. Pun- the the fucking um, Lasting play was punch line. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> punch. And, in part, and he's dressed fine like um like he's out there to get envelopes from other comedians, you know. <laughs> like he's about to slap all the Latin comedians on the way in. He was wearing he smelled good. Sh- his hair was on point. Yeah. Shiny shoes, matching socks to match the tie. Right. And I'm pimping, bro. Right. I'm right here, bro. Fucking oversized t shirt. With a cat on it, <laughs> <laughs> I prefer that look. I think that's better. <laughs> and uh, he went in there, man, bumped two people that sucked, anyways. <laughs> 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 I was happy they got bumped. <laughs> They're assholes. Yeah. So uh, those two idiots left, and George Lopez went up on stage and did like an hour of nonstop comedy, like over a hundred degrees. After he left, bro, hot. It was hot. It was, like, everybody was sweating. And Sandra Bullock was just laughing, shit, cheering her eye Real? Oh, she was there. Yeah, and then she became the producer of the show. No shit. Yeah. Wow. And she 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 had saw, she has saw him I think somewhere else. Yeah. But then she liked it and they became buddies, buddies, and then they, together with another man, they pushed that show and they got it Damn. that night.
0: That's wild. That
1: was like the second time I've seen that done. Or somebody did a set. Yeah. And Theo was... came in, and D.L. Hewley had never really been at the Laugh Factory before. Uh And he was there, like, suits everywhere. It's like, it's one of the moments, man, when you think that there's going to be enough time for them to see you, too. Right, right, right. Maybe me. Maybe me. Can I be next? Can I go up before him? Maybe they'll see me, too. (laughs) Nah, man, they're going to see you. They're going to fucking walk out when you go up. (laughs) That's the sad thing is that you don't know that. Yeah, you don't. A lot of comedians, man, a lot of young comics you work with, they're not self-aware, man. Yeah, well,
0: self-awareness, I think, is what makes good comics, right? If you're self-aware, you understand your position and, like, what you do best and what you don't do well. And if you don't know any of that shit, you're probably going to have a tough time I thought
1: I I was, man. Like, I remember my friend got to the Tonight Show. Mm -hmm. I asked him, what did they say about me? (laughs) 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 No congratulations. Ask him if I could get two minutes. Yeah, I'm trying to do it. Did you ever do the Tonight Show? Just on sketches with Elon Gold, my homie.
0: Elon Gold. Wait, you—well, you did— you did uh, uh, Leno's Old Tonight Show, right? Yeah. Yeah, the first time he did it, not yeah, the second time.
1: I did um Jay Leno's Old Tonight Show. Did you ever do Conan? Never. Never Letterman either? No, huh? Never Letterman. Letterman only had like one Latino comedian every 10 years. Really? Yeah. His, the first one he had was... um Floss. It was oh Cantinflas. <laughs> it was Chris Fonseca, close enough. Oh, really? Chris Fonseca did it in 1993. <laughs> To just the uh, cerebral palsy, just the other day. Ooh, <laughs> yes, cerebral palsy, <laughs> he did it. And then, um, 10 years after that, I think Greg Giraldo did it.
0: Oh man, you know, he was he was literally one of my favorites.
1: Yeah, Greg Giraldo, and then, um, Christelle Alonso went on to show to sit down to promote her show. She did Couch, Alonzo the yeah. Couch. Yeah.
0: Did you ever do Lopez's show when he had a yeah, show I did, show? I did it once. You did that one, right. I did
1: that one, and I did, um, yeah, that's a, yeah. That's
0: wild to think. By the way, you bring up Geraldo. Geraldo, um, he was one of the guys that I always thought was, you know, when I was when I was in love with comedy when I was in high school and in college, uh, there was all these kind of names that everyone always says the same names, like Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor and all that stuff. And that is true. I always love those dudes. But I would tell people about Geraldo because not a lot of, unless you're a comedy fan, you didn't really know him. And I was in love with that dude. And I thought he was so, so beyond. I thought he was just, it was like he beat everybody around the track before they even started. He was so fucking funny. And then he, I think he died before he ever got what he deserved, you know?
1: Yeah, man. I remember, man, like watching him. Um, I was embarrassed. I was kind of nervous to audition for him because I didn't want to get roasted or Say something horrible about me.
0: Well, when he was on... Uh, Last Comic, Last Standing. Comic right.
1: Because he was a judge. Who was the
0: judges? It was him.
1: Natasha Leggero. Leggero. And Andy Kindler. Andy Kindler was a judge? <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, That's man. a weird combo. And I remember uh, Greg Giraldo watching this um, half Filipino and half Latino comedian uh-huh. perform, and his set didn't go so well. And then Giraldo told him, I'm going to say yes to your Latino side, but no to everything else. <laughs> That's so good. Fuck, Fuck. Man. <laughs> uh, what yeah. are you going to do now? Go back to Colorado? <laughs> <laughs> what did he say to you? Do you remember what Geraldo said to you? Oh, Felipe that, this doesn't really explain it. This isn't the kind of format where Felipe can really show his true comedy. But I know his comment. I'm gonna say yes.
0: That's good. The
1: only killer said, "Well, based on what he said, I'm gonna go yes." And Nat- Natasha said no. But they must. She must have. She said no. But I must. I must have been two weeks when I when I saw it live when it really happened. She said yes. But when I saw it on TV, she said no. They must have cut, cut it, it yeah. for like ooh drama. Bah, 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 bah. Right. They love the She's a villain. <laughs> Let's make her the villain. And all of a sudden. She became like a villain, but uh, but I thought she was, you know, she was that, saying horrible stuff. That's her Some character. Some need to need hear that. Yeah,
0: that's her character. She does yeah. that like kind of snarky, snarky, like mean. But to, so so, did you ever get to spend time with Geraldo?
1: Yes, I opened for him. Yeah, I opened up for him and um, Chin Pompa. Jean Pompa. Gene, my name is Chin Pompa, and I will live in your couch. <laughs> um, Gene Pompa was um, he's great. Yeah, well, uh, he was featuring. He was featuring, and Greg Gerardo was headlining, and I was opening. Yeah, at the Addison Improv. Back in the day, we need to fly an opener. Oh wow! I was the last of the. Mo- I was. The- I-, I came in at the end of the, of the comedy boom. The last of the open. The op- last of the open op- Back the last of the Mohicans, the last of the Mojado, the-, the last time they were paying features, they were flying out features back then.
0: God, that's wild. So
1: I was I-, I was flown in to do to do an opening spot. And I got to hang around with Greg Giraudo all week. It was fun, huh? Yeah, he remembered me from that time. And then in 05, when I saw him at the Montreal Comedy Festival, he remembered me. Damn. So, yeah, every time. I, like you said, like we don't see each other, but when we see each other again, it's so like, what up, man? What up? Yeah,
0: it's easy. It's easy to make that connection again. I,
1: I, before I run into you, I run into Mark Marin At the airport? At the Bourbon Airport. Yeah. But it was, like, brief. It what, hey, hey, where are you going? I'm going to Salt Lake, Wise Guys. And I'm going over there to Pittsburgh Improv. Yeah, that's why And wow. then, like, a bye. That is kind of how it works. We're always in transit. You know what then I mean? And then he tweeted, just ran into Felipe Esparza. I said, wow, all right, cool. Have
0: you, have you ever done his show?
1: Never. He should do the show. Mark, yeah.
0: what are you doing, Mark? Get it up and get it together.
1: Get it together, man. I love the wrestling show.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, you like that. That was good, huh? Did you ever want to get into, like, Fuck, get into yeah. acting? Yeah.
1: No, are you talking about wrestling? No, oh, yeah, yeah. Do you want to get into wrestling? Dude, I I always wanted to get into acting, but this weekend, I was just, when I, we were getting stoned after the show, and I was talking to my, one of the comedians, Martin Rizzo, and um, Rodrigo Torres. They're both on my podcast. But I was telling Martin, yeah, because he was showing me of, of, uh, a commercial he did back in the days uh-huh. for, for like McDonald's. And I was telling him, yeah, man. I, in 1988, you know, when I was out of high school, two years out of high school, I didn't want to graduate, so I just dropped out. Somebody told me to to apply for a movie for uh, extra.
0: Uh, background work, yeah, background yeah, work. Yeah, yeah.
1: So it was a, sh- a movie on HBO, a show on HBO that was on back in the '90s, late '90s, called HBO War Stories. War stories. Yes, I never heard of it. I've never heard of it either. I've <laughs> never. I. I, I I worked on it as a background guy. I've never seen it till last Saturday. (laughs) You watched it? I I told my friend, bro, I think the episode was called The Promise. (laughs) And my friend would look for that shit. Martin looked for that shit on YouTube. He found it. Oh, found the full episode? And I I see my young body running like a Vietnam veteran, like a Vietnam soldier (laughs) to a helicopter to get supplies. (laughs) Yeah, that's nice. You recognize it. They left you in. Yeah, man. I'm in one. It's funny. I'm in the beginning. They're doing surgery on me, and I'm dying. And I I die. I could see myself die in that scene. Mm -hmm. But like four scenes later, I'm back running to the (laughs) helicopter.
0: (laughs) Just use the dead guy. No one will fucking know. So did you? Did you ever? Was acting something you wanted to pursue more than more than that, or no? No, I was doing
1: stand up comics since I was a little kid. That's it. When I listened to Bill Cosby's album. Yeah. And after that, you were like, once you
0: got into comedy and you made it, you became a professional, you never thought, maybe I'll try to make my own show? Did you ever t- try to make your own TV show or no?
1: Yes. Um, Dustin Ibarra, comedian. I know him, yeah. Him and I, we were, we were, he He had a deal with um, a showrunner that had a deal, mm-hmm. and I Peter Morietta, And I had a deal, too, with my guy, Bobby Bowman. And uh, they both had a deal. So... Um, Bobby Bowman and Peter Murieta, they live in the same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're just walking together, man, whatever. Hey, man, I'm working with uh, this comedian with long hair named Felipe Esparza. You heard of him? Yeah. I'm working with a comedian with long hair, too, named Dustin Ibarra. <laughs> let's make them brothers. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so that's how it works, people. Two yeah. showrunners yeah. are walking their dogs, and that's how shows are made. <laughs> yeah, that's Hollywood. That's so all they that said should put, happen. Let's put them together. So Bobby Bowman, Peter Murrieta, Dustin Barra, and I we 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 start meeting at Bobby's house, cracking out this pilot pitch mm-hmm. for like three months, getting out together. We got it down to twenty five twenty minutes of talking, you know, because you gotta break it down. It sure. It's long. We go to ABC. We go to um, CBS. That's where shows shows go to die, right there. <laughs> I don't that lady, I don't even know why you go. People go show pilot to that lady, man you if you're not Ted dancing you're not gonna get a show there they shoot it right out of the sky yeah man. Why are you, the waste? did you take it anywhere else afterwards but or that, no? yeah but that, that lady nice you know but they just don't they don't pick shows no they're, no they're just not they're looking for a certain show so did you give up the show or do you still no you we still, went to um NBC and CB um Fox and ABC we went to ABC and as soon as we made it down the, to the elevator they wanted to buy it really like right, as soon as they, they they bought the pitch right away. So what's the deal? What are you going to do? And then um but that was like 4 years ago. Oh, Okay. We got our money though. Got that money, got baby. Got money. But you never made the pilot. When they sh- they wrote the pilot. They said no. Came back next year with a different show idea? No. Same. And thing. Then another another this t- third time with Vin Diesel. You on you Vin, and Vin Diesel? No, Vin Diesel production. Oh, really? Yeah, and um no. Nah. Still no. So, you're going to keep swinging or no? But and then I went with um, Omar Chaparro. Omar yeah. Chaparro is like the big Mexican comedian from Mexico. He's been in a lot of movies in Me- and, um, that were shot in, in Mexico. His movies million, make, make millions of dollars. Him and I, we worked in a movie during a pandemic. That's it? when we first met. What's it called? It's called Seventh um, and Union, about an immigrant boxer fighting his way through LA and with dirty fights. Is it out right now? It's going to be out in January.
0: Is it on uh, like in theaters or in Netflix? Theaters.
1: No shit. Seventh and Union. Omar Chaparro. That's his first English movie. Wow. So some we're already working in this movie and somebody um put us together to be brothers too in a movie, in a in a sitcom. You and Omar. Yeah. And we had good people, man. We had the producer of um of the um The Last OG.
0: Oh, of Tracy's show.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's great. And the guy from um the The show where the Threes a crowd, mm. the one with Charlie Sheen, the one that used to have that show.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. His producer of that show I can't was think of the name backing of us up too, so so hopefully. No, they already said no. Damn, bro, so many fucking no's. Yeah, so like four in a five in a row already, but it's all good. But see, people don't know that I ain't moving to Austin yet. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't giving up, motherfuckers. Joe Rogan doesn't have you
0: pulling in. There's no magnetic force down there. Hell no, man. No, you're never gonna leave LA. You're fr- you born in. Fr- I was
1: born in LA, man. Like. People who, who left LA, is because, you know, they, they only know North Hollywood, you know? Right. They only know Van Nuys. You know, <laughs> Sherman they know, Oaks. Yeah. They only know the la- comedy store and driving back home. Right. See, so I know every knit, and gra- uh, every knit and crumb of LA, bro. If I, shit goes back for me, I'm going to Visele, California.
0: Visele, that's where you're they going, ain't right? shit
1: there, bro. <laughs> I'll be the man over there. I could be, um, you can have $100 in Visele. It's you could be a big fish in a dried up fish pond. fish over there. I move to Modesto. Right, people don't know
0: about Modesto. That's way. Move we'll to
1: Fillmore.
0: Hell yeah, bro! Centralia. You go to Central California. <laughs> Hayward, <bro>. California. That's <laughs> be a farm. Yuma,
1: baby. <laughs> Yuba City. Yuba City, bro. Yeah, man. Like, I'll, yeah. Yeah, because people in Arizona are moving too, man. They're moving from Arizona, from Phoenix to Eloy. Eloy. Ugh. That's how the. So you've been getting, you've been getting a lot of like, uh, you've been getting
0: so much love now on the road. Now you're you're traveling all over. Like, selling out and shit right now? What's going on?
1: Well, I got I got lucky, man. During the pandemic, when I wasn't working, I got yeah. to be on Superstore the last season. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, so I got to be, like, in five episodes of season five. Right before they knocked that thing to the ground, huh? I saw yes. they flattened it. I drove it
0: by it. They, they,
1: they knocked over, the whole thing man. down. Over, man. Done.
0: Yeah, but it, they lasted six years,
1: right? Or yeah, six something. seasons. Yeah, it was great. Or five seasons, I think. or I don't know. But... I got to work on the road, and the, my first show I did was in Oklahoma City.
0: Yeah, and now you're but you're back full time touring yeah. or what?
1: Yeah, we're selling out shows.
0: You're killing it, man! man you we're want doing you great. Have, you gonna plug dates? Uh, plug dates. This is uh,
1: are you going somewhere this weekend? I'll be in Fort Myers, Naples, Florida. Let's go! I'll be at the, Off the Hook Comedy Club.
0: Oh yeah, Captain uh, Bri- Captain, Captain Brian. Brian. I know him. I did. I, I did it when it was in Marco Island.
1: That was badass. Huh? It's not there anymore, right? No man, that's good food back then.
0: What is it now? It's Naples Island. Naples, Naples, Florida. Oh, okay, right, right, right. A lot of
1: old people there. Man. Is
0: it big? The venue or no? Because the old venue wasn't that big. It was like a nice, it was smaller
1: room. This one is the same size. Oh, it is. Yes, good. This, this is the one where um, somebody called the cops on Amer. Amer remember oh yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> that's right oh, no 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 it was Ahmed, Ahmed, huh? It was i met i thought yeah, Ahmed, yeah, Ahmed, i Ahmed.
0: thought so right because they thought because the guy was like there's a terrorist here telling bomb jokes isn't that what it was yeah. some old white dude thought he was yeah. telling it's he like <laughs> <laughs> he's like i'll hit it he's like my whole family hit all these buildings with planes and he's like i was a terror a goddamn terrorist down here slinging jokes bomb jokes yeah, that's right. They called the cops on that guy. That was at the Naples
1: one, huh? Yeah. So
0: you're doing that? Where uh, You got a bunch of dates coming?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm also going to be at um, Salt Lake City, Wise Guys. I love Wise in Guys. In the future. I just did it. I'm coming September 30 to October 3rd. I'll be at Helium Comedy Club in Portland.
0: You got to go see this, motherfucker. Wherever you are, go to, what is it? What's your website? Felipe?
1: Felipe's dot com. World.com. Felipe's world.com. I'll be at San Diego, Humphreys by the Bay, November
0: 6th. Hey, yay! Come out and see this, dude. Uh, dude, thank you so much for Thanks coming. For me, I appreciate man. you. So, here, we end the episode the same way. You look into your camera right there, and you got to say one word or one phrase that closes the episode when you're ready. Go ahead. What's up, fool? In here, we pour whisk, whiskey, whiskey,
1: whiskey.
0: You were whisk. that creature in the ginger beard.
1: Sturdy and ginger. Like that, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. Gingers, oh hell no. This whiskey
0: is excellent. Ginger, I like
1: gingers.